The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazrowski. As the political season heats up, so does the race for Erie County Executive. WBEN's Brayton Wilson here with more on another ethics complaint filed against Erie County Executive Mark Polencars, this time by his opponent, on the ballot. In an ethics complaint filed against Erie County Executive Mark Polencars by his opponent in this November's election, Chrissy Casilio, it alleges that Polencars interfered with the Erie County Board of Ethics investigation into accusations of him improperly channeling county funds to an agency associated with a woman he was having relations with. It was revealed this week before the ethics board had convened to deliberate the matter on Monday. The county executive instructed County Attorney Jeremy Toth to provide the board with a legal opinion that was conveyed through the ethics board's assigned counsel who is an attorney for the county attorney's office. The assigned counsel's role is to assist the board with inquiries, not to issue opinions on behalf of individuals facing ethics complaints. We need accountability. We need transparency. And we need to let the county executive know that he works for us. It's not the other way around. He needs to start answering questions. And more importantly, out of all of this, the victim is not getting the service that she deserves. She has to be heard. She said that she was afraid and it was all dismissed. That is very unfortunate. That was Casilio. She feels if she wasn't at the board meeting on Monday, this information would not have been made public. It makes her question, what else is happening in county government that is being held from the public's knowledge? What other circumstances were there investigations that were either brushed under the carpet or influenced improperly, not only by the county executive, but really any elected official, because of their misuse of how the ethics board should work? What's important here is that we are uncovering major problems in county government that need to be addressed and need to be addressed immediately. More from Casilio is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, Brayton, thank you. 504 now on WBEN, and it is down to the wire. The deadline for United Auto Workers comes later today. Workers gearing up for the picket line while Detroit braces for the possibility of the auto industry coming to a crashing halt. Justin Finch tells us where talks have stalled. United Auto Workers President Sean Fain saying the union is making some headway in talks but isn't budging on key demands. An all-out strike is still a possibility. The UAW also wants pension plans resurrected after they were eliminated for new hires during the financial crisis, retiree health care, and a four-day work week, which Ford CEO Jim Farley calls. We can't have a sustainable industry working four days a week. Auto industry analysts warning a strike could hit consumers hard. That's Justin Finch. will be going live to uh, some of the big people uh, in charge of, well, uh, getting the picket lines up and going if a strike does happen, including Ray Jensen, UAW Region 9 Assistant Director, set to join us in the 7 o'clock hour. And we'll get analysis with Art Wheaton coming up at 6.50. The two-week-long nightmare for residents in southeast Pennsylvania has come to an end after escaped convicted murderer Danello Cavalcante was finally apprehended yesterday. And Andrew Dimbert reports on the moments that led up to the capture. Police say Cavalcante tried to get away as officers moved in, crawling under thick underbrush with his loaded rifle. But the Customs and Border Control team released a canine named Yoda to capture him. The dog sub- subdued him and team members from both of those teams immediately moved in. The four-year-old Belgian Malinois leaving a visible bite mark on Cavalcante's scalp. Meanwhile, for the first time in days, schools and businesses in the area will be reopened today as local residents breathe a sigh of relief. All right, and that's the latest there from southeast Pennsylvania near Philadelphia. 
Yoda the dog came to the... I guess he, he brought knew. the whole thing down. He used the force to find his way over to Cavalcante. And uh, yeah, wow, the striking images, right? Uh, you saw everyone yes. swarming there. You had the helicopter overhead taking uh, the photos and everything. The Senate yesterday got a full closed-door briefing on the dangers of artificial intelligence. Inside that room, Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, CEOs of OpenAI like Sam Altman and others. Elon Musk, who was also inside that room, did tell us a stark warning that he delivered to lawmakers. Here's what he said. Think of the future as a series of, of, of probabilities as opposed to certainties. Um, there, there is some chance that above zero that AI will kill us all. I think it's low, but there's some chance. Musk also saying that he did feel that there was agreement between some of those CEOs and the lawmakers inside about potential future regulations for AI. Jay O'Brien there with the latest from Washington. All right, and a new Visa ad campaign puts Bill's fandom in the national spotlight. WBEN's Tom Puckett is here with more on the TV ad that got people talking Monday night. You're listening to the Hall of the Buffalo Bills. It's a beautiful day for football and a beautiful Visa aired an ad putting Bill's Mafia in the spotlight Monday night. Matthew Law of Crowley Webb says he was impressed with the spot. It was very emotional. They were definitely tapping into the uh, psyche of, of long-suffering Bills fans um, here here in western New York, but also the love affair that the team does have and the affinity. What really got his attention? At first, what really caught me was the retro Visa card. I was just sort of obsessed with the old-looking um, Visa card and realized, oh, it's not a throwback. It's actually doing a bit of nostalgia and going backwards. And then to see, again, how they, they walk through the, the life of, of the the central character and really were spot on. Lowe is thrilled to see an ad focused on Buffalo shown nationwide. To see us thrown back in the mix with, with other teams who are doing well and to be part of the conversation, to be part of national advertising, definitely brings a, a sense of pride and maybe was the highlight of, of the second half considering what happened on, on the field that night. Watch the ad for yourself online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you. I loved this ad spot. Um, I'm watching it right now on our website. It it was just so cool to see. And by the way, uh, we talked with uh, Kai from Queen City Vintage last week. Yeah. He helped supply a lot of the old Bills gear that you see in the spot. It is great. And it's one of those things. So I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, like, wow, that's a really cool ad for Buffalo. And then I found out yesterday, this is a national campaign. Like, this ad was seen all across the country, not just in the Buffalo market. And I would imagine it would continue throughout the football season. Yeah. Which I think is so cool. And it is, I don't know, it's like perfect. It hits all the right moments. It really is. Chronologically, like perfect for, you know, some of these older Bills fans. You have Scott Norwood himself making a cameo at the end at the register as uh, she buys a, or he buys a Norwood jersey for, I'm assuming, his granddaughter or something in the spot. That's a really cool, cool ad. And it was one of those things where, you know, Bills fans, I think we're painted in a generally positive light nationally, but it's for being crazy. Right, yeah. like it's like that's the image right. people have of Bills fans, and that's not what's it conveyed here. This paints another picture that uh, you know I think is probably more true to who we are as it's more Bills on the emotional fans. part of it. More you know? people have done everything that was shown in this ad than have jumped through a table at a tailgate, right? Very so, true. 
Like, that's, I don't know. I, I was in love with uh, this ad in a way, like, you know, the Super Bowl ads and everything. You see them. I'm just, I have not been impressed by an ad in, like, forever. I know. And this one, I was like, yeah, that's that's awesome. It seemed like it just struck the right chord. It, I, I think everyone in Buffalo kind yeah, of that's took so, notice. So and, cool. you know, during that game Monday night, it was the bright spot. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> the one thing you had to cheer for. Ray Jensen is joining us this morning, UAW Region 9 Assistant Director. We're talking about this deadline tonight to avoid a strike against the big three automakers. Ray, what's the feeling, the mood this morning with the clock ticking about a strike? Um, the membership is uh, membership is definitely fired up and ready to go. And uh, we're just waiting on to uh, on the companies to see uh, what their proposals are. But we're about 16 hours away. And, um, you know, if the company's uh, proposals aren't up to our standards or what uh, our fair share is, you know, then we'll have the, uh, the power to strike. You've been saying for a while now that you're ready to strike. What does ready to strike look like? Um, the membership is in solidarity across this country. And um, the membership is um, ready to get their fair share. And uh, at some point, you have to draw a line in the sand and put your foot down and say enough is enough. And I think that's what this membership is doing. They're ready to fight. We're hearing this morning that a strike, it would be a surgical strike. What does that mean here in Western New York? How would it look here? Um, So I believe President Fain mentioned it would be a strategic strike. um, And we're not sure yet. we will find out later uh, sometime today. Um, but we'll see, you know, every every local is ready, willing, and able if they're called upon. And um, we will find out who's going out. Um, and if that local is called upon, they, they will more than certainly answer the call. Does that change the way you prepare at all? Um, does it make it any different for you knowing that, all right, a strike could be called, but it might not be us? Um, and then you're kind of left with, well, we're – one of the ones on strike, not everybody is, or we know that, you know, we have fellow union members on strike across the country, but it's not us. Would that be a weird feeling? This is definitely a first for the UAW. Um, But again, we have some of the smartest uh, labor lawyers in the country, and we have a very strategic IEB. So, um, you know, we just need the membership to stand in solidarity with whoever is out on strike and uh, just support those brothers and sisters and uh, make sure that we have each other's back. Um, This is uncharted territory for all of us, but the locals are well prepared. They've been getting their memberships prepared for months. Uh, The regents have been, you know, getting the locals prepared for months. Um, We're all on board and we're all in and we're all ready to go. If there is a strike, Ray, how long could it last? That depends on the companies. That depends on their proposals. That depends on their willingness to give us our fair share. Um, Again, when our labor isn't valued, uh, we have the power to strike. So if the companies are taking our proposals seriously, it could be a short strike. Um, If they're not, it could be a longer strike. But yet, that is yet to be determined. Do uh, this is all kind of taking place with the backdrop of the big Detroit Auto Show, right? These uh, companies, uh, Ford, you know, right earlier this week uh, wants to uh, show off its new F one fifty, and the, all of that is in the shadows of what's being talked about here. Do you think that pushes their hand a little bit to where, hey, we have all this exciting stuff around the corner? 
We can't do it without the workers, though, and maybe that pushes them to come to an agreement a little faster. Um, well, I disagree with that because they've um, they've had the corporate mindset, the corporate greed since uh, at least 2009 when uh, two of the auto companies filed bankruptcy. Uh, a lot of our workers made sacrifices. Um, you know, the companies have had our proposals for well over a month now and they have not moved on them. Uh, President Fain had to file two ULP charges, one against GM and one against Stellantis for not bargaining in good faith. So I don't think um, they're really taking our companies or our proposals seriously. Um, so um, we will see what happens tonight at midnight. You know, with all these outstanding issues that the UAW is, is asking for, could this be settled today, do you think, realistically, to everyone's satisfaction? Um, we're hopeful. You know, we again, we still have about uh, 16 hours. We're hopeful. None of us want to go on strike. Um, but again, the companies are not uh, taking our offers or our proposals seriously, or they just don't care because um, they've had them for quite some time and they haven't uh, they haven't taken them seriously. So um, again, the UAW is hopeful. Again, none of us want to go on strike. But uh, we'll see what happens tonight at midnight as, uh, as the companies make progress or not. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning. Produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.